Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey guys, if you haven't heard yet, we're doing our first ever live podcast recording as part of the New York Comedy Festival, November 8th, 9.30 p.m. at Caveat in the Lower East Side, and we want you to come, okay? We got tickets available. God damn, you gave me no details left. Could I have said one word in there? T- say all the words. Tell them what you what it means to you. We're going to have a big old show. It's going to be great. We've got Taylor Strecker as a special guest. And listen, we got wigs. We got shows. We got giveaways. Let's have a good time. I might show my titties. <laughs> November 8th, grab tickets. Can't wait. Thanks so much for stopping by, Caitlin. Totals. <laughs> You're listening to Big Wigs. The bigger the wig. The bigger the personality. Ooh, stunning. Hey, dolls. Miranda. Oh, I thought I saw Miranda. Look at that, babe. It's big wigs. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Look at big ribs and big wigs. Hi, big wigs. Welcome back. We have an amazing show. We have a big show. You know why? We're 40. Forever 40. Forever 40, flirty, and thriving. I love it. That's the new one. Fabulous. 40 and fabulous. That's what we are. Does life begin at 40 or 60? People say 40 is like the best age. (laughs) I mean, I heard that, but now all things are like changing. We're always in this new world where everything is changing. And it's like, wait, wasn't the old saying life starts at 40? You know what? When we're 45, we'll say life starts at at 60. Mm -hmm. Life starts at 60. That's how you get through it. Everything just keeps going. You know what I mean? That is true. That is true. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm very excited because it's episode 40. And and whenever we have a big monumentous episode, I, I feel... Happy. Zeros and fives. That's, Zeros and fives. Those are the ones to celebrate. Hard yeah. Part. It's, um, I mean, we had so much happening this week. A lot of personal things in my life, which I'm going to keep the show light and happy. Um, okay. So. The world's not light and happy. So it, it, do what you got to do. It most certainly <laughs> is not. It most certainly ain't. But uh, Britney Spears' book came out this week. Just so many things were happening. Like a lot of pop culture. And what I like to do is just push down any negative feelings I have in my body and completely fill it up with nonsensical pop culture stories. I love that. That sounds so healthy. Um, shopping. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, other people's problems. I love doing that. Ooh, good one. Love that. So, so far I'm doing, I'm doing okay. How about okay. you? I'm doing okay. I'm having a tough, tough week physically, I told you. Girl. Because I have to take this stomach test on Friday. And like for all of my lactose and stomach problem girlies out mm-hmm. there, you know, it's not a fun life. It, you know, it, it happened to me in college when I went under, you know. Yeah. Under the rocks forever. My stomach was never the same. But so I can't eat. Like I can't take my meds this week. So I've been telling you everything yeah. I eat, like every night I'm just in pain or early. This morning it was early, early in the morning, mm-hmm. which was almost like. I don't want to say good, but I did get up at seven, like in thriving pain. And then I started reading the Britney book. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> and then I passed out again at 9 a.m. So in I'm all over the place. times of pain. That's right. Yeah. But my question is, uh, this stomach test that you're doing. Yeah. For all the girlies that don't know, uh, why did you decide to do it? Because you haven't had a I test didn't. like this my in doc- 2007. 
Oh no, I've had tons of tests. I've gone, un- I've had endoscopies like, and everything. I've had gluten tests. I love when people are like, I'm gluten free. And I'm like, maybe you have some sort of sensitivity. <laughs> have you had the test? Cause they put you under anesthesia. You get yeah. an endoscopy. They take a biopsy of your small intestine. That's literally how you test for gluten allergy. I don't think everyone's done that. So the cute girlies that are like, they're cutting out carbs. Gluten-free. <laughs> right. So people, it's self-diagnosed gluten-free. I think a lot of a lot of them are. No, mm. my doctor wanted to do this because I um I had, do you remember this? I had like norovirus last year. Is this TMI? I got super sick when I first moved to LA. Oh, yes. And, oh my gosh. And yeah. so I, I wasn't okay for like months after, like right. just my body was not okay. And there's this thing called SIBO, S-I-B-O, I forget what it stands for, but it's basically your small intestine has overgrown bacteria. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a scientist now, by the way, so just enjoy it. And so she wants to test me for that. And so you kind of, you can't take your stomach, I can't take the meds that I've had for since forever because then you won't get a clear test. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they want to be able to like see you as you are without any medication, like helping your stomach. So. Okay. That's where I'm at. So it's, you're saying you have bacteria in your stomach or not the right kind of bacteria. Everyone does. But like in your small intestine, if it's too much, then you don't digest. Things. It, it makes it inflamed and mm-hmm. you won't digest things properly. You know who this is a job for? Mrs. Frizzle and the yellow school bus. Get her on here. Get her on. <laughs> Please welcome our first guest, Mrs. Frizzle. Um, but you know how she would go inside the body? And I really feel like I learned so much. I'm a hands-on learner. So I was like, <laughs> we're inside of the body cell. And I know what this looks like. Maybe now. you can come to my test and take a look at everything that's going on. I will. It's a breath so, test, but it's, it's going to be a breath for- test. But you have to yeah. go under. No, no, not for this. Oh, OK. Um, I'm saying other tests I've done. Like this isn't the first thing I've ever done to like see what's wrong with me. See what's going on. Yeah. They wanted to do a surgery, but then we went into lockdown in the pandemic. So I kind of like dodged that a little bit. But maybe I should have just Would that just healed all your issues. No, I don't know. <gasps> I don't know. It's hard to tell. OK, so you're going to be just like a little skinny mini by Friday because you can't eat shit. No, I'm eating. Wait, you were eating a bagel. I'm eating. I can eat. Oh, you're Tomorrow not I have to you're eat. Not like... lact- you're lactose intolerant, not gluten-free. Correct. <sighs> you know, I can't keep up. One's very different. One's dairy and one's bread. <laughs> yeah, but there's so many things. It's like, I'm a pescatarian, which has nothing to do with allergies. No, it's just, just somebody's lifestyle. Fish. Yeah, eating fish. <sighs> Pesca. You know, um, I no. just had a Branzino at Italy. Mm. Recommended. I love that. Fantastic Branzino. At the counter? At the fish counter? Not the fish counter. It was at one of the Il Pesci. Yeah, the, the restaurant. fish counter. That's what they call it? I mean, it's like when you go in Italy, there's like the oh, pasta yes. counter, the fish counter, the vegetables counter. Precisely. That's what I call them. But I'm Precisely. sure there's a nicer name. Il Pesci. Il Pesci <laughs> restaurant. But there is a nice bar seating that you can do. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, what yeah. I meant. Like, I got you. That, my brain... I don't know what it looks like. I haven't been to Italy in like maybe a year or two, but mm-hmm. that's where my brain goes. But they have great the food counter. there. They do. I was I was like pleasantly surprised. Yeah. They had this beautiful seasonal squash that they kind of, it looked like charred or barbecued. It was delicious. Yum. I'm hungry. I mean, yes, but I mean, that was that. Should we go right into Vera Wang? Because her diet's interesting. Vera Wang's diet. Did you guys see this? This was amazing. This is, how old is she? 70, 72. 72. And she's always looked petite and perfect. I mean... Oh, exactly. Of course, she would be the one to make dresses. So, yes. But her... What did she say? Her diet consists... Two weeks straight, she'll eat McDonald's. <laughs> two weeks straight. Uh, and then she says that she regularly drinks vodka. And uh, what was the last thing? Um, there was something else. Vodka, McDonald's, and... 
it's really healthy. This is what she attributes her youthful appearance to, by the way. <laughs> Here's the thing. She's got great genes, you know? She's she a does. petite, tiny lady. So I believe her when she's like, I eat McDonald's for two weeks straight. I know people who can do that. I used to be able to do that, you know, when I was like nine. I could eat McDonald's yeah. for two weeks straight. And I'd be like bones. But then you get, you know, a little older and you're like, oh, wait, what? Where are all these? What's happening? Why? why? My metabolism is no longer metabolized. Yeah, I'm, un, I'm unbuttoning jeans after meals, you know, like a, like regularly. I actually love doing that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, the guy that did McDonald's for, I don't Super know. Size me. Super size Jared me. Jared Hacker was on Super Size. Well, he worked for Morgan Spurlock, who got canceled, but. No way. Mm -hmm. Did he work on the documentary? No, no, no. Okay. They were doing Super Size Me Too at the production company at the time, um, which I think ended up eventually coming out on streaming or something. But yeah, he originally oh. did Super Size Me where he ate McDonald's for like a year, was it, or something crazy? Yes. So crazy. Do you like McDonald's? Of all the food chains, it's not like my go-to. What's your go-to? I mean, I love Bur I love Burger King, I think, but I do like McDonald's fries. Oh, see, I think McDonald's is like the elite and then all the others are like in another plane. Do you have certain things from certain places? Because that's what I'll do. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then the ice pellets that you specifically get from either Sonic or... I've um, never been to a Sonic. In-N-Out. I've never been to In-N-Out. I've never been to Sonic. You've never been to In-N-Out. You lived in LA. I know. Twice. And I've ne it's almost a joke. I've never been to In-N-Out. Yeah, I will say that actually is one of the best burgers, like full meals you can get is at In-N-Out. But people say it's nothing compared to Shake Shack. How do you feel about that? Ooh. Now, maybe we should do a, no, we should never do a, a poll again. But <laughs> I was like, wouldn't it be fun with the big wings? Like if we guys all, if we polled our favorite like fast food chains. Yeah, I could, I could see what you're saying. Okay, my list would be, I guess. Uh, are we? Well, like, wait, In and Out and and, and, In -N -Out Shake, and Shack. Shake Shack. This is Sophie's choice. I want to hear it. Well, because I'm East Coast through and through, I'm gonna have to say Shake Shack. Okay. Uh, she's really true to her her roots. <laughs> go East Coast. <laughs> I am. Yeah, East Coast all day. I think I would have to go with Shake Shack. I get that more, uh, but I do crave. I, is there something to be said about being craving certain things? And yeah. I crave Shake Shack. I, lo I love Shake Shack. I crave, sorry, I crave In-N-Out. You crave In-N-Out. Because you don't have it around. Yeah. Um, no, never been. And it's always, it's so funny because every time we're in, like near one or I see one, I'm like, Jared, is is now the time I try In-N-Out? And I'm I like, just kidding. <laughs> it's well, so we weird. To, my friend who lived in LA, shout out Yasmin, she took me to In-N-Out for the first time and she made me record my first time eating it. <laughs> she thought it was the most monumental moment and she put the phone up and we were like drunk after, I don't know, going to a bar. And I was like, oh, I'm going to try it and all. And uh, it was actually pretty amazing. I got to pull up that footage. Where That's is that footage? That's so funny. Yeah, you got to post that on our stories. But, Wait, um, yeah, no, I never had it. I love Shake Shack, but I do love McDonald's. But I get a, I, mm. I don't eat fries. I don't know if you know this about me. I don't eat French fries. So I always, <laughs> I do know this about you. I get a hamburger, which is like the plainest. I get like a hamburger or two. And yes. then I get like a small McNuggets. I do that too. Mike does that too. There you go. A small Mc yes, and you can't go wrong with McNuggets. I'm still trying to figure out. Okay, thank you. Vera Wang eats donuts. Sorry, I was I was waiting for the last after my own her diet. Me too. Same. <laughs> Wait, but you're not. Why can you not eat fries? I just gave them up a long time ago. Right, okay. Fries when you get fast food, they're the thing that makes you feel the worst because there's so much grease. grease. Yeah. 
You're right. Just so that's why I gave it up too. Well, yeah. When I was back to my stomach problems, this is gonna, we're going to call this Anna's stomach. The one where <laughs> I Anna a, talks a about her issue. <laughs> no, but when I got really sick in college and they told me I had really bad acid reflux and I started all these medications, they were like, so here are the foods that are bad for acid reflux. And here are the food groups. Are you ready? It was chocolate. <laughs> okay. Number one. Mm. Fried food. <laughs> red meat. Tomatoes and citrus fruits. And I was like, that's that's basically seven days of my <laughs> life. Like, what do you what do I eat now? You know, yeah. and I thought to myself, OK, I can't cut out all fried food. I'm a fucking college student. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's sometimes the only option. So I was like, if I don't eat French fries because you can get those everywhere. Yes. Maybe that'll help me a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'll still eat a tater tot, an onion ring. A chicken finger. I'll eat anything else, but I won't eat French fries. And then it became like a, a thing in my brain where I'm like, you can't eat fries anymore. You know, like. <laughs> so if you're trying to kick a bad <laughs> habit, you're saying you just got to keep on telling yourself, I can't have it. I don't do it. Well, now I don't even I don't even think about it anymore. There comes a time where you just you don't think about it anymore. I don't. It's not like I crave French fries. Yeah. Sometimes. I guess when I watch I the mean, movie Freaky Friday. I was going to say, like, if I'm oh. at a McDonald's, are you kidding me? They smell amazing. They do. <laughs> They really do smell good. And that's what gets me. So Vera Wang, super healthy. Um, I'm curious what donuts she eats. Like, is she a Dunkin' girly? Is that- That's what she loves is Dunkin'. Uh-huh. She detailed the whole, like, what her Dunkin' diet is. But it's just, it's like kind of one of those annoying girl things where they're like, I eat everything. And you're like, <laughs> how? I don't see it. She's got one of those metabolisms. You know what yeah, I'm talking about? absolutely. And she's also Vera Wang. She probably has a trainer. She's probably got, like, you know, a chef at home, like- yeah, if you want to stop and get like a small fries every day for two weeks on your right. way to work, you're probably, she's, nothing happens to her body, right? She doesn't look like that she has a ton of Botox either, though. <laughs> so like, is the, the the food is just ravaging her from the insides, but it's not showing on the outsides. Mm. Interesting. It's amazing. I know. What would you eat if you could eat anything for two weeks and you were like, this is why I'm beautiful. This is all I eat for two weeks. Oh my what God. would you do? I'm obsessed with cheese. So I would have enchiladas, anything that's like, so you go to a restaurant and you're like, I can't get that because that's just too decadent. It's enchilada. I never order enchiladas, but I love enchiladas. So you'd order those for two weeks straight. 90s variation. I know I'm going to hit myself after thinking about what else I would want to order. She's going to text me later and be like, like this. (laughs) Cacio e pepe. Mm. That's something I never really, I always want to order, but I can't. Anything cheesy. Yeah. Wait, why can't you won't order cacio e pepe? I I always get it. No, I will, but it's kind of like a, okay, this is a, (laughs) this is a big meal. Um, I gotta, you know, it's, you you don't, you can't have it every day. Taste yourself. No, that every day you'd be like a brick. You'd like fall to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be a dense little girl. I turn into it. (laughs) Exactly. What would be yours? Soup every day for two weeks. I'd be fine. Any soup. I now realize Anna is an 80 year old woman trapped in a 25 year old woman's body. (laughs) That's me. I love it. Soup, soup and like bread. I'd be fine for two weeks. I can eat soup every day for two weeks. I would do it. Should I do it as a child? Okay, here we go. No, I, I love soup. I'm a soup queen. I, lo- I know you are, but to have soup and just, I, all I'm imagining you is like in the corner slurping up some soup for two weeks. Like, yeah, that's what I'm imagining. I could totally do it. I just, I was on the Michelle Collins show. Your girl, 
Love it. Got me on her. And she, we were talking about soups for some reason. And we were talking about the last of the soups. Like if we were the last humans on earth and we only had to survive on soups, we wanted to make a movie about this. I would, I'd be the <laughs> captain of the team. Are you thriving? I would be like, oh, thank God. Every day when we are like, do you go, do you go through this with Nick? Like whenever you're ordering, like, especially with your partner, when you're like, what should we order for dinner when you're ordering in every single night? I'm like, uh, I just want somewhere that has soup. I just want soup. Um, it's a pretty easy, I think, yeah. Now that I make soups, I'm very picky, so I, I won't order from everywhere, you know what I mean? Because, mm-hmm. like, God forbid the soup was made six weeks ago, which could happen in, you know, a seamless order. <laughs> you could you get, never know. It's you know. a stale-ass soup. <laughs> so That's... I'm like, yeah, I don't know. But I always want soup or ramen or anything like broth. I got in a fight at Xi'an. <laughs> <laughs> The soup is unlocked. Wild things in Anna here. No, Xi'an. You know Xi'an? X-I-A-N. It's a chain in New York. They make hand-pulled noodles. It's so good. And there's one in Greenpoint. And they opened one on 8th Street in Williamsburg. And they have them all over the city. Xi'an. Amazing. And it's, like, super cheap, too. Um, You would love it. I love it. And (laughs) they had this... They had this dish that I loved that was the the spinach dumplings in broth. And it's like, mm-hmm. it's like a big bowl of soup. They do the meat dumplings in broth. I like the spinach ones, even though I eat meat. And they won't do them anymore. They'll only do the meat ones in broth. And I said, but you have the broth. Just give me the spinach ones. They go, it's not on the menu anymore. I, I was like, how dare? She's like, can I get you anything else? And I was like, no, actually, that's what I came here for. The fucking broth with the dumplings. I threw them under on Instagram immediately. It was like... It's like, how dare you, Xi'an, get rid of the best menu item for me. You kind of complimented them in that disc because you said they Absolutely. had amazing. Why did they get rid of it? I love him. Yeah. And so Jared was walking the dog. He went to the new one on 8th Street and he was like, hey, do you guys do like the spinach? Like playing dumb. They're a corporate place now. They'll do the same menu yes, everywhere. Sweet little Jared goes in and does it the nice way. She Excuse goes, me, it's not on the menu. Potentially have that to order because that's exactly what Jared does. Yes. My girlfriend's really, she's, her eyes are like, the F are my dumplings? Jared's like, do you guys offer that anymore? Or that's uh, okay, sure. And then he walks goes, out with his little poodle. He goes, I met a girl on 8th Street and he was like, and she was like, well, it's technically not on the menu, but we have all the ingredients, so. I guess I could do it. And I was like, go find her. I was like, you got to go in and order from that girl. A different approach (laughs) means different results. No, but I was at a different store and the guy was nasty to me. I was like, it's not on the menu. What else do you want? And I was like, that's what I want. (laughs) So peace out. Yeah. Damn. Anyway, thank you for letting me get that off my chest. No problem. (sighs) Wow. It felt great. But we were talking about an apocalypse movie, and I think it's a pretty funny premise. I love it. It's like the but last. But I don't think it's an apocalypse. Six. I think everyone would thrive. No, it's like there's no more food left, and the only thing that they can muster together is some soups. Oof. And Michelle was like, "I think the last soup I would want is split pea soup." Really? Yes. Mm-hmm. Like that's her least favorite. I think so. I was kind of confused with, with what the premise of the question was, but I went <laughs> along with it. I was like, "Okay, so it's." I thought we were talking about our favorite soups, and she goes split pea, and I was like, "Wait a minute." I love that split pea. I think it's good. It's I think good it's one. good, but I think she just press made a great split pea back in the day. Their soups aren't the same. I know every soup in every place. I I can see that. Thank you. I thought of it. I was like, mm, split pea. Oh, they used to have a really good one. I had like nice dill in there too. Wait, what's your least favorite soup? What did you say? I don't really have one, but I was thinking we were, she was talking about a date that she went on at a petting zoo with a guy. And she says the... <laughs> This is a great lead in for our next segment because I'm like, petting zoo for a date? Yeah, Yes, it is. 
Um, and she said that everywhere in, she lives in Amsterdam and I guess the Dutch people love their tomato soup. So at the petting zoo, they were offering just a self-serve tomato soup bar. They had vats of it and it's very normal for them. And she was so thrown off. She like looked at the guy and was like, oh my God, look at that. They're serving tomato soup. And he was like, yeah, what's weird about that? And she's like, what's weird about that? It's hot. We're at a petting zoo and I'm about to eat soup. Wait, that's really weird that it's like a self-serving tomato soup. It's like here, like hat- a coffee, like yes, thing, that's what, and that's you just like lift up the little tab. You just go get and a check out. So I was thinking, if that's I put so myself funny. in a situation, it would be at a petting zoo, scorching hot, ninety degrees, and they're serving clam chowder. Oof! And they <laughs> clam chowder. Woof! <laughs> Which and kind? Like Chesapeake? No, like it's either New England or Manhattan clam chowder. Oh, I'm only I'm only used to New England. Oh, the creamy one. Yeah, because I don't do dairy, so Manhattan clam chowder is where it's at for me. Oh my God, what what is the Manhattan clam chowder at? It's Please tomato do based. Share. You know, it's tomato. Based. Oh, there's a tomato clam chowder, and then there's a cream clam chowder. I'm it's never, not. This isn't so foreign. Oh, every, it's not. I've most never had seafood the places have both. Like a Manhattan. lot of places have both. Yeah, Manhattan clam chowder is really good with like a little Tabasco in it, and I it has a little that. bacon. Mm, yeah, it's it's a smoky. I'm th- I'm hungry. Wait, mention soup and it's. Did know. she have the soup? I don't think so. I think she was like, you know, I'm gonna pass on the soup. And then she went to a comedy show and they were also serving these large bowls of tomato soup. Double tomato soup in a day? That's well, hilarious. no, no, no. This was a separate, a separate oh, oh, thing. Oh, oh, was a comedy show. I thought show. it was like, and let's go to the show now. And she's like, more tomato soup. It's coming for more. her. Tomato soup. Wait, that's so weird. I also love that. We should start that in America. Like, no, we shouldn't. Maybe we should serve soup at our show. The acid reflux that my body would have. Gotta take some pe- some medicine, girlfriend. Do you carry Pepto with you? No, because I take like medicine. Well, I that's take, true. She's I, got that med- medical grade I shit. take Tums. Like I'll bring Tums with me, please. You're popping Tums. Yeah, I love Tums. It's like candy that helps you. You're well-versed on Bethany Core. Do you Did you see the Bethany little nap, little sacky bag that she brings everywhere? She's like, let's go through my emergency yeah, bag. Yeah, I was going to do sick. a video of that. It was so oh funny. God. It was like Tums, phone, hand sanitizer, brush. Louis Vuitton. You never know. Nipper cup, nipple cup. <laughs> it was everything. It's a funny video. You <laughs> should go covers. watch it. Toenail clippers, fingernail clippers. Do you always have Pepsid on you? Pepsid? I've no. never taken Pepsid. No, I don't. Okay. If we had tomato soup all the time, I would for sure need a little emergency <laughs> kit with Pepto-Bismol, uh, Tums. Yeah. Little whatever else they got in there. Um, wait, but I, yeah, you should we, you should do that video and make it so absurd because I, the things she has in her little to-go bag. I really want, um, now I really want to have a host, a soup bar experience. My brain is like going and I'm like, because I'm going to have a store one day of my soups. What do you want to call it? Soup queen. <laughs> Love. Is it going to be a chain or it's going to start off as a food truck? Not a truck. I can't handle a truck. (laughs) (laughs) Soup on a truck? That's almost as weird as a petting zoo. No. Um, That's no, no. The things they have on trucks these days. I want it bottled up and like sold in like Whole Foods. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I really want to have it. It's going to be a branded thing. Absolutely. Like Uba's hot sauces. Yes. Like, you know, when celebrities get to a point in their celebrity life where yeah. they're like, I'm starting a business. Mine will be soups at some point. Mm-hmm. I'd like to put out a book soon. That I've been working on. That is not fake. Um, and for those of you who are like, Anna, are you a fucking psychopath? If you go back to my... Nobody was thinking that. Absolutely I had- <laughs> nobody was thinking that. <laughs> well, I think nobody. a lot of people don't know that early pandemic days, I did 15 episodes of a series called The Soup Queen, and they all exist on my Instagram still. You have to look for it because series 
is no longer. You know what I mean? Remember IGTV series? Remember that was a thing? Yeah. When did that go? Instagram went through so many different like versions in the pandemic. Like same with TikTok. Like what was popular? What was not? What was the length of videos always changed. So you kind of had to always adapt. Yeah. I'm thinking about putting them on TikTok because they're all pretty long. They're all like at least over two minutes. But I give the recipe and all the ingredients you need. And it's kind of me just like having a mental breakdown, but cooking a soup. I remember watching those videos. There was one where you were dressed in, I don't know, like pantyhose. And I was like, oh, my God, she's a sexy soup queen. Yes, I am. I would wear costumes <laughs> and I'd have a music theme. But that would always get me in trouble with the music because I'd be oh, like, oh, yeah, because then the music would like flag get flagged on TikTok or whatever. And I'd be like banned again. And I'm like, I can't handle this. I'm just trying to provide soup for the people. And you're telling me I can't play a Backstreet Boys song? What the fuck? What's the meaning of this? <laughs> Tell doing... me, show me the meaning of being lonely. Soupy. Yeah. Would you make it in in the? Yeah. Yeah, I would. You, yeah, you know I would for sure. Anyway, I have great recipes. You know, I'm gonna. Make I don't one today. doubt it. I'm gonna make one today. What was the one you made last night when I was over and you were like, oh, I didn't get. I'll to. get back to it after my show. I, I didn't make it, so I'm gonna make oh. it today. Okay. Lemon chicken orzo. Look, there it is. Yeah. Um, let's take a quick break, and then we're coming back with a hot segment that I'm excited about. Mm. Hey, you guys, it's Kristen Cobb here. Um, I just wanted to bring to attention this list that I found because you guys know I'm single and ready to mingle. Oh, stunning. And I, I mean, <laughs> I've been dating and I came upon this list by Unilad that's like the worst places to bring women on dates to. <laughs> and I just want to get your opinion, Anna. I would love to talk about this. Truth be told, I've never really dated. Let me say this. In oh, the she's be- already out of character. In the beginning of a relationship. In the beginning of a relationship, you're dating. I guess that's, yes. But, like, yes. But I don't know. I really haven't, like, experienced, like, let's meet here. I picked a bar. I picked a yeah. spot. I know that sounds crazy, but I really, I didn't, I was, I was 27 when Oh my God, I'm saying my age. No, I was 27 though when my ex and I broke up and we had been yeah. together since 19. Mm-hmm. And then I didn't, I like hooked up with a bunch of comedy people because I was around guys right. all the time. And then I met Jared like three and a half years later. And then you dated Jared. Where did Jared take you on dates in the beginning? You know, in that unsure phase, like, do they like me? Do they not like me? What's happening? Yeah, but we like picked together because we like both lived in like Gramercy East Village. So we were like, oh, my God, let's go to I love, you know, this restaurant. Let's go here. OK, it wasn't like dates. Do you know what I mean, though? Like, like I don't because he probably paid. No, I would split it. Really? I would never. Yeah, I would never pick up the check. I, maybe I'm sure he did. Now he does all the time because I'm poor. But <laughs> <laughs> now he's dating. Now we're dating. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> You got dinner? I, I didn't even grab my wallet. No, but um, I was like very, I didn't know how to date. When you date someone from 19 to 27 and then mm-hmm, you're like mm-hmm. a single girl, you're like, what do people do? I, I've never been on an app. I never like did the swiping thing. I'd help my friends because I thought it was fun. It was like the a- apps are fun. But once you're in it for a long time, you're like, this is the worst thing ever. Yeah. The but also, I mean, I imagine if I was single today, I'd absolutely be on them because I'm on my phone 24-7. Why wouldn't I, like, f- have fun swiping on people? I do still have this romantic image in my head of just meeting somebody naturally, and I love to do that. Yeah. So 
I would be on the apps, but I rarely use them when I was single. I mean, I would be on them and be like, is this anybody? And then we would text for like two seconds and I'd be like, well, that was a waste of my freaking three hours of texting this person <laughs> and being witty, like thinking of jokes and shit. Oh my God. What a waste. And then they ghost you. I, like, I hate that. that I like sucks. to like meet, you know, meet somebody at a, through work, at a bar, whatever, through friends is great. Yeah. I met then, Jared at a show, but like our friend was like trying to get us you see? to introduce us. And I was like, I don't know. Do you ever get worried though if your friend sets you up with somebody and they're totally not your vibe and you look at your friend like, you don't even know me, bitch. Yeah, that would be so, that's why I'm scared to like set people up. I know. Because they're going to either be offended or love it right it's tough you you it's a tough line to in the cross. pandemic i set someone up and they were like they like talked on like a zoom because we were like not oh able God. to go out the fact that people did zoom dates in that's the pandemic so hard. sos that's so hard and they were like it's not really like my thing and i was like it was a zoom i've never connected with anyone really well over zoom <laughs> like meetings zoom dating is nobody's thing yeah it was really, yeah, I felt I felt like that was an extra added element to to making it hard. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I do know somebody that is now engaged to a man that she met through Zoom dating. They're an interesting oh couple. I love that. <laughs> They're an interesting couple. Um, I just remember her being like, I got myself some cab stuff for my wine date tonight. I was like, oh my God, is he coming over here for a movie? She's like, no, we're doing it over Zoom. I was like, what are you going to clink glasses on the camera? What, what's happening yeah. here? Yikes. I guess so. Yeesh. All right, let's get into this list. Love it. Some of them I agreed and some of them I didn't. This list is long AF. It's 28 places. Holy shit. So this the list is places that, what, say the title of it again. A list of places women refuse to go to on a first date. And it sparked a debate. Great. Bring Num- it. Let's do, uh, we'll go from uh, 10 down to the number one place. I'm offended by the number one place. You will be too. Wingstop for number 10. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Terrible. Wingstop. Isn't there not even any places to sit in Wingstop? Yeah. It's I, like a to-go it's place. It's a stop. It's just a... It's, just a, it's st- in the name. It's a stop and a wing and, a, and then you're on to the next place, right? <laughs> it's like a drunk like, oh my God, I forgot to eat dinner and I'm wasted. I should have something before I go home. This wing is stop. <laughs> wing stop. It's a Gen Z kind of version. You know how Gen Z has like the attention span of a fly. <laughs> so I feel like if they're having like a bar hopping kind of date, which is very fun, I would be down for a bar hopping date. Uh, that could be one of the stops. Bar hopping date. Yeah. Is that on the list? Because you'd be well, like, no, because it's too creative. Sign me up. Yeah. Uh, let's get producer Mike in here. What do you think about Wingstop? Uh, it's horrific. I mean, I can't even believe. I mean, I should have figured that this list was going to be yeah. like fast food chains, but mm-hmm. I, the idea that somebody would even consider that is almost appalling to me. We're so lucky to have straight man Mike here. <laughs> we love his opinion. Man, Number nine. Explain the perspective of dating. <laughs> it is true. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. What okay, the we're, fuck we're is still, that? You get so messy having wings. I would not even order wings if I was at a, like a nice restaurant just because I, unless we were like, do you want to yeah. split the wings? Like, okay, if we're both going to get messy, cute. Right. That's fine. Then he's just going to watch you suck down the wings. I mean, maybe that's a turn on, but if you're, if yeah, if I'm just going to eat them, I, I'm like, Ugh, this is going to get on my face. I my know. lips are going to get fucked up. My nails, everything's going to be full of wing sauce. No. no pass. Mike. No, of course not. This is an, it's the same thing as Wingstop, only you can sit down. You I would have. Bring, lo- I, I just think it's so tacky to bring a, a first date to a sports bar. First date, 
when you're dating somebody and you guys are like, yes. it's Sunday, let's hang out. I want to go get some wings or whatever. Fine. First date. No, you got to put your best foot forward, man. I'll tell you the Buffalo Wild Wings in uh, the JetBlue Terminal at JFK. That's actually where my relationship almost ended. So don't don't go there on a date. Does JFK <laughs> still have Buffalo Wild Wings? Absolutely. I was delayed for a very long time and we ate there. And let me tell you, $40 for like two, uh, you know, half eaten wings that they give you. Like, yeah, terrible. Terrible. We were fighting. We were mad. It was bad. While eating wings. Yeah. What a sight to be seen. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings does have a lot of flavors, though. So you can't really be mad at it. Not the airport one. (laughs) That one has limited flavors? (laughs) Yeah, of course. You think they're in the back? Like, oh, today we've got a hot honey. No, it's like, you know, (laughs) buffalo or barbecue, honey. (laughs) Buffalo or barbecue, two choices. The next one is IHOP. What, where was this survey taken? Is Kansas. That, and why was there a debate? <laughs> I, <don't know> what? <laughs> I, think once we get, I think once we get to the tops, because half of America lives like this, you guys. I guess that's true. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you have like a, a sleepover with a guy, you know, you get yeah, drunk, yeah, yeah. you hook up with mm-hmm. someone and in the morning he offers IHOP as a da- as a breakfast. That's I'm saying yes. That's, I'm saying yes. that's not a first date, though. I agree with you. It Anna. could that be a rocks. first date if you guys got a little loose the night before and you're yeah, like, you just ah. met someone out. You hooked up with them. And yeah. then the next morning they're like, I want to take you to IHOP. I'd be like, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> and then you cutely look at him and you go, is this our first date or what? <laughs> <laughs> and then you look again, you go, I'm going to get the funny face. <laughs> How about you? <laughs> uh, number seven is your house. Wait, what? Like the girl's house? Your mom's house? <laughs> your mom. Wait, your house? So like if he was like, the guy's like, you know what? I'll come over and I'll bring food, but then you cook. Is it your house or my house? Like it the guy's house. your house. So I think that's the girl's house. Mm. These are only oh, no, straight no, no, no. relationships. A list of places <laughs> women refuse to go. So your house. So the guy's house. So this is like a straight relationship, like a like a man and woman relationship or anybody that's trying to make the move. And they're asking you on the first date. Your house is just like weird. That's like I want to make sure you're not hiding bodies. I don't know. Yeah. Tell you what, though, ladies, uh, it's not out of the I've I've definitely had first dates at my apartment or whatever. And I've cooked. Or, Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, did you Mike, meet them, I wouldn't meet show them out at the bar first. Like you guys saw each other in person first. Um. Or you chatted like on and out. I think it was just app chatting. That's bold. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I have a way. <laughs> that you sounded know? not creepy at all. What did you what did you say you were gonna make for dinner? Let's get that let's get this under when I've done it. So a lot of times I've I have so a lot for, he does this all the time, for, guys. <laughs> a lot of times. Hold on. The, the, the last six or seven times. Move. What'd you what'd you cook? Also, your apartment menu? must be nice. Uh last couple years, yes. Before that, no. Okay. But uh Adult producer Mike, yeah, nice. um, yeah. I uh, usually my go to when I cook for a uh, a woman that I'm entertaining is spaghetti carbonara, Hot. and that has sometimes worked. It took me a while to get that down because I used to scramble the egg by you know because uh, you have to temper yeah, yeah, the yeah, egg. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, I mean it's it's I I wouldn't say it's out of the realm of possibility. It's not like it's not I've had every first date at my apartment, but like it has happened, you know. Okay. So Can I don't I- think it's like crazy. Can I ask when it has happened? Is the intention like she'll stay over after, or is it literally just innocent like dinner? I think there's been times where that's been the intention, but I, I also think that there's like that's usually sort of implied or discussed before the date. 
like if she didn't want that to happen, she could easily say no. Of course. Of this co- is why I course. didn't date because I would be like, this guy is inviting me to his apartment to make me pasta. That is literally like when a stranger is like, hey, come trick or treat at my house. I've got good candy but you, and it's poison. <laughs> but you only do it with somebody that the where the vibe is right. Right. Like it's like you don't offer that to every woman. You got to feel it out. Yeah, it's you feel it out. obviously flirty vibes. The... You it feels remember, okay. Too. I think like as a child, I would like go on aim, you know, I would go on like AOL, like chat rooms and shit and be like, yo, what's up? I'm Ed. I'm a 59 year old man <laughs> from Connecticut. Want to fuck? And so my brain thinks that everybody Everyone's online is catfishing. Yeah. So because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm so good at catfishing. I'm sure everyone is fake. <laughs> I can see where the fear comes from now easily. I did it to myself. I had uh, in fairness, I have been this situation where like I would I got a lot of dates from guys we fucked like okay like me- girls messaging me on on dms and like vice versa let's go big wigs come so- on drop into mike's dms already uh but i think that that like that adds a certain layer of like um trust i think yes in Absolutely. that sort of situation but yeah again it's not like it's not like it happened all the time but definitely not out of the realm of possibility you know, yeah. and it's. I feel like my apartment is better than Wingstop for a first date. Absolutely, is it not? Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, but let's <laughs> yes, see what the next is. one is on the list. Yeah. Where Where are we going next? The movies. See, even that, I don't. Uh, I not an ideal first date, but like better than Wingstop. Yeah, you know, I or love going to the movies. I don't know if it's a first date because you want to talk. to people. I did go on a date to the movies. One of what the about two dates. Date? Okay. It was to see The Revenant, and he was like, I'm Great scared. First date. The Revenant. <laughs> I had already seen it, and I just said, yes, sure, I'll see it again. And he was like, I'm scared of blood. Can I hold your hand? And then I was like, immediately, no. I immediately like, got the ick. Yeah, yeah. bye-bye. <laughs> I was like, what goodbye. the f- What kind of move is that? It was I would ra- one. I would rather the stretch and arm around my, my back over the, I'm scared of blood. Yeah, can I hold your hand? I'm like, this whole movie's blood, so... I should go get myself some candy or something <laughs> and never come back. Well, that's just like showing your true colors. A guy is kind of like a wimp. I don't even know. Yeah. You're not supposed to like show that you're scared right off the bat. He took right. a risk. Movies, would you go? What a loser. What about a uh, drive-in movie? I, for sure, I love that. I, I mean, did that once. That's girl. Yeah. cute. Yeah, yeah. the drive-in in Greenpoint. Yes. Right around here. Mm, and that, it, it went well. It was good. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of Greece, so I'm a yes because of Greece because yeah. they go to a drive-in movie in Greece. Right? Yeah. I also had such high expectations for drive-in movies after watching Grease. Yeah. And I thought it was just going to be one big party. And in our world, nobody talks to anybody now. No, yeah. They're like very secluded in your own little car. (laughs) All right. What about Olive Garden? Mm -mm. No. Absolutely no. No. You shouldn't eat there, period. (laughs) All Italians revolt against Olive Garden. (laughs) I get it. Listen, I'd eat like a breadstick and be like, why'd you take me to the fucking Olive Garden? Yeah. That's I'd probably show up, Mm -hmm. but I'd be like, this is weird. Yes, for sure. When I lived in small town USA, it was upstate New York. Uh, Olive Garden was one of the places that people went to. When did you live in small town USA? After college, I moved up to do radio for a year in Corning, New York. I had no idea. I knew that, but I didn't mm-hmm. know where. That's Corning, so New York. Yeah. Ceramic, glass blowing capital of the world. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Keep glass going. Glass is very right. big up there. Corning Everyone's going to move there now. I mean, it's hot and popping. Okay. I came here the day after graduation. I didn't like literally drove Boston to New York. 
We all can't be so lucky. No, I wasn't lucky. It was just like a psychotic move. People no, were like, bold. I'm it's hanging good. out for the summer. And I was like, what? I got to work. <laughs> Bitch, we got to get to work. We got to get these checks. <laughs> I need to live my life. I pretty much, yeah, I was uh, I was looking for a job. And my yeah. friend, they had a, a, an opening at a radio station. And I gladly took it. Thank you, Rachel. She hooked it up. But yeah, I, I love that. Morning. It was an interesting time in my life. But uh, we went to Applebee's. And we went to uh, Olive Garden a lot. And that was that. Uh, so anyways, a, a commutative no. On but that you didn't one. go on a date there. You went with like friends. You were like, which is totally different than a guy being like, do you want to meet me at the Olive Garden? I guess if in a small town, if that's all that's there. Sure. Went for drinks on our first kind of date. Oh, yeah. Cute. I'm saying cute. We were 21. So like, what are you going to do? Obviously, we got drinks. Uh, let's see. Chipotle. Absolutely no. no. That's where you go, like, f- for your lunch. Yes. Well, absolutely. <laughs> it's not a first date place. I would be kind of surprised. But, yeah. No. No, that's just a no. <laughs> I love Chipotle, though. Now I'm basing it off of do I love the place. I love the place, but it's not for a first date. It's not the vibes for right. first date. The lighting, the, the f- no. Chilies. Hmm. Now, hold on. Mike's like, okay, here we go. When I was living in New Jersey when I was 20. Mm-hmm. I did take my first like adult, like real girlfriend on a first date to Chili's and I was very satisfied with the experience. Wow. I I think Chili's is the best of the like lower. Yeah. None of us us came out and said no. We were like, hmm. I had, granted, it was a magical evening, but I also, I had, I remember, I remember having TMI, like, okay. a, no, 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 I just mean a magical evening. He's like, like, we fucked in a chili. No, I was just like, I was like gob, gobsmacked in love, like right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, it, the fajitas didn't hurt. I mean, they certainly helped the situation. The fajitas? They're, they're walking by with this. <laughs> this is like fajitas. Until four Come to six on. hours later. No. If, if, <laughs> if you're in a place where there is no like, you know, uh, you Sexy know, Mineta Tavern or uh-huh. something like that. Why not go to Chili's? Out of all the places we've listed so far, for me, the yeah. best on the list. I was also going to say, like, a first date, like a margarita and chips and guac, that's cute. Yeah. That is cute. And can't you do that at Chili's? Yes. <laughs> What's up? You can. can I'll you be honest. An enchilada too, girl. I can get myself a little enchilada. I can have my enchilada that I've been dreaming about. What is the main thing at Chili's that they serve? It's not chili. The fajitas. Fajitas? Is it? Sizzling fajitas. Sizzling. Yeah. Baby back ribs. Wait. And ribs, yeah. I'm getting Outback Steakhouse baby back. and Chili's confused. Chili's baby back ribs. Remember yep. that that song? Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's coming back. There you go. All right. So we actually are not mad about Chili's. Uh, number two is Applebee's. Nope. Yeah, no. Because <laughs> Applebee's is the worst version of Chili's. Wow. Why go to like Applebee's the $5 to Long Island iced teas? I've only been to the <laughs> one in Times Square, which is surprising to me. I thought you would absolutely run away from that location. I would. I don't know why I ended up there. I, I don't remember. I just remember going. <laughs> it was eye was sore. it packed? Probably. With tourists? Probably. Sure. I don't know if it's still there. Is it still there? You know what's funny to me? When tourists from out of town come to New York and they choose the place because they think it's Times Square and it's the place to be, but they literally have an Applebee's <laughs> at home. <You're> 
But they're like, well, this is what I know, so I'm going to do this. But that's like me in like Rome. I'm like, oh my God, Sephora. (laughs) I'm like, thank God. Different, okay? The Zara in Rome is different. I'm like walking around Rome like, hey, excuse me, have you seen a Starbucks? I need a Starbucks. That's what Teresa does. We're traveling and we're going to Starbs. I need it. But also anything in Europe actually looks different. Like the McDonald's are actually pretty and they serve croissants. Yeah, they're different. The Apple stores. It's Architectural Digest in the Apple stores. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Love it's it. different. Number one on the list, Cheesecake Factory. Oh! See, no, no, no. Yeah, this is... No, no, no. I... If we, if he made it a joke, I would easily be so excited to go to Cheesecake Factory. Just, Cheesecake Factory is not a joke place. Not it's at a, all. Are you no kidding? If someone place. asked me on a date to the Cheesecake Factory, I'd be like, this is my soulmate. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. Love I'm for the Cheesecake Factory. Obsessed with the Cheesecake we Factory. We love it. There's, a, there's something on the menu for everybody. Everybody... And anybody. If and you, if you, again, if you don't live in a, like a major city where yeah. there are like nice, really nice restaurants right. like this, Cheesecake Factory is, in my opinion, the, the number one, like, place that you can probably find in proximity to you that's like like a nice chain restaurant. Absolutely. I love the Cheesecake Factory. I will say, they've gone a little downhill. I'm going to throw them under at the Glendale Galleria in LA. I was <laughs> super excited. And Michelle and I have talked about this a lot because she's a cheesecake girl. But like... <sighs> They were out of like all my items, which is just like rude when you have a menu that's 17 pages long. Like, Very big. Yeah. <laughs> How are you sold, out of sold out or without? They're like, we the just don't have that tonight. And I was like, what? what? I hate that. What do you mean you don't have the chicken lettuce wraps? Those are the best thing uh-huh. on the menu. Anyway, uh, they've gone downhill a little bit for me. Like I, I, people ask, why did you move to LA? Oh my God, did you book a show? Are you writing on a show? Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, actually, because there's a Cheesecake Factory, like at least in every part of LA, like <laughs> Beverly Hills, you're, you're not wrong. The Grove, yeah. Glendale. Yeah. We got a lot of them there. I'll never forget. I mean, when we were like 19 years old growing up where I grew up and opened in the Freehold Mall in Jersey mm. and we would go as like a group collectively to the yes. Cheesecake Factory. We felt like adults. Yeah. We felt like extra brown bread for that table. That's honey. right. The oh my God. The brown bread. bread. The brown bread oh. is. Oh my God. People That's would go so to good. the bar there and like hang out and have like a like a martini. Yep. It yep. felt very it obviously wasn't like super high class but like for the region and like where we were at because there was no like fucking uh, per se in Freehold yeah. New Jersey. That was the destination. So I think if you're of the area and mm-hmm. you like, can't go wrong, you cannot go wrong. And you should. I know there was like a clip going around that the Cheesecake Factory, like the the woman was brought on the date. and She's like, I can't go to the Cheesecake Factory. This is this is like, it was like a viral clip. I didn't I don't know. Oh, but yeah, we live in New York City and we're all saying go to the Cheesecake Factory. I would first go. Date. Yes, that'd totally. be the most fun. Yeah, it'd be very fun. Something for everybody. I always celebrated big family or school moments at Cheesecake Factory. Okay. Sure you did. You know, it's like honor roll. Let's go to the Cheesecake Factory. There you go. It was fun. It's a celebratory place. It's nice. Yeah. It and it's also very I like it inside. It reminds me of like warmth, Italian, old. I don't know. Yeah. It depends on the one. It depends on the one. You know, it does. Some of them have an odd smell. But overall, I mean, you have to expect that when there's like 17 menu pages. I'll say this. Don't order a Cosmopolitan because I sent it back and was like, I'll just have wine. We'll just stick with the uh, the reds tonight. We'll just take it. Was the the bartender was not. It was like candy. It tasted like a melted lollipop. And I was like, this is not. And the server, I was like, I'm sorry. I 
I don't do this often, but I yeah. literally can't drink this. It tastes like medicine. He goes, yeah, they're not very good. I said, why didn't you tell me that before I ordered? <laughs> <laughs> kind of server is that? Be what? on our team. Yeah. My God. So funny. Wait, can I ask you, where would you date here? Like, what? what is your ideal first date in New York City? That's my question. Well, I love a foodie. I love a guy that kind of knows his way around. That's why I'm friends with you. You know, you know your way around. You know where to get soups, for God's sake. I'm a good guy who can show her around town, honey. You know the spots. Um, You know, a guy that uh, has done some research. It doesn't need to be fancy at all, but maybe a spot that's kind of like up and coming. Um, Just a, a plan has to be involved. You yeah. know, it's like you thought about it for once. Right. You it wasn't an say, afterthought. Right. So Chili's. It's chilies, right. If it's a new spot, it doesn't have to be a selective, but only, you know, it's a prefixed meal and I don't need all that. It just needs to be something. I was going to say dinner cool. or drinks. Well, I'm getting to the age where dinner would be nice. Um, I never say no to drinks, but I kind of know where that's going. That's There's a there's a, a certain vibe around let's get drinks tonight, you know? It's yeah. like I'm the after dinner kind of person and what else is going to happen after drinks, you know? Interesting. Drinks in a show? Maybe that's kind of... No, you can't do do a show on a first date. That's a curse. Really? Oh, my God. I have a theory. Yeah. In New York, I used to talk about it on my show, The Unemployed Show. If you go to a show on a first date, you will not date this person. First or third, even. I would wait, like, at least three dates before you see a show with this person. What? I don't get it. It's too much pressure. Pressure for what? The show to be good? Just for the relationship. No, it's just... If someone was like, oh, my God, this guy's taking me to a Broadway show. I'm like immediately like, OK, well, you won't date that person. <laughs> I know. What? <laughs> it's too much. I've it, never heard that. I, I swear by to- it. I used to date. I used to set up people on my show live. And like we talked about like first dates. And anytime anyone goes to like a concert or a Broadway show or like a show, any kind of like performance yeah. mm-hmm. art it won't work out. Because you're setting the bar too high. Yeah. You really but are. I like setting the bar high, no? Well, but also the first couple dates should be like I, I casual. Think, yeah. And getting think, to know each I think, other. Yeah. Drinks are drinks on like a like a charcuterie board or cold yeah. antipas. That's like what you want. I did it once know? with a guy I was like kind of seeing. Like mm-hmm. we had like hooked up or whatever. And then I think like maybe like date three, we went and saw Book of Mormon. Done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm speaking firsthand. No, I Done just think that. it's like I just think it's like a more of a special thing to do. Mm-hmm. Like I will say this as a stand up comedian, when people are on like a first date at a comedy yeah. show, like that's fun to fuck with them as long as and they kind of get to know if they have thick skin or not. But I don't think it's ideal. I, I wouldn't go on a date at a comedy show my first fucking date. No. But Ugh. what about do? the comic who does stand up asks you to come watch him? Also bad. Terrible. That's, oh, terrible. I would never. I didn't even I didn't let Jared see me do comedy for at least like five or six dates. I know. Right. No, okay. I did have a guy who I met at a bar and he found me on Instagram and and he found that I like posted about a show and he went there but he showed you. up at the show and I I mean that didn't work out <laughs> I was like what also, are you doing here if you meet a girl after a show when you're performing yes and you guys like hook up or whatever there is no potential for that to go anywhere yeah because the high of like eh. the person seeing you on stage mm-hmm. like like you know as the star that goes away the second like they have to think about you and put like you know, in other situations. Although I met yeah. Jared at a show where we were both on the show. So, but that was a communal, like you had that together. You could share that experience. Yeah. Although I was the star. <laughs> <laughs> so he really, Mike, you're right. He had to like put that down, you know. <laughs> I, <laughs> and to this day, it is still that <laughs> for sure. For sure. If your partner's not obsessed with you, think about your relationship. <laughs> 
<laughs> think about that for a second. I'm going to leave you with that note on the relationship segment. We have a big wig bites for coming back with. Okay, well, I, I promised us a big segment, so we'll do this first. I'm so excited. We have a communal big wig bite of the week. We're taking those big wig bites. Mm-hmm. We went, Dre got invited to an event and I went with her as her pet and <laughs> I was her emotional support podcast co-host and it was so exactly. fun. It was at Murray's Cheese. Shout out. Shout out Murray's Cheese. We're big fans of Murray's Cheese and I've been trying to work with them for a long time. I wanted to pitch something with them and well, they just keep inviting us to fun things. And I said, let's go. Let's go. And they have a great meat counter. Mike, you, you know, we've talked about a girl who can order at a meat counter. 100%. And I got did... a great picture for Murray's. That yes. I, I, was, I felt like I was left out. I felt bad. This wasn't but... just any Murray's Mike, experience. Mike, you have a busy schedule. I do. But I, it almost felt like Andrea was sending it to me to rub it in. <laughs> that you guys were having <laughs> such a lovely time at Murray's <laughs> Cheese Shop, a place I love dearly. Um, and, and you we, it was a collab, I should time. say, right? It was a collab with, check out these badass bucket, bucket hats. hats. They look great. I gotta be honest. Um, Mike's Hat Honey was doing a collab with Murray's. Mm-hmm. So it was like a two for one day. It was awesome. We love brands that come together and we love them both. We love them. Yeah. Mike's Hot Honey, I eat on a lot of stuff. Like I've been a fan of them for a hundred years. Right? I do too. And when, I guess it has been out for a really long time, but they've been expanding to different locations because I see it everywhere now. Yeah. We got to hang out with Mike. Shout out to Mike of Mike's Hot Honey. Mike's Repping a real brand. Mike's a real man. Now they had some fun exclusive bites for us there. So they what did. was your, what was your best, what was your big wig bite of the week? The big wig bite of the week was the mac and cheese, and it was just oozing with cheese, and yeah. it had the the spiral uh, types of pasta, which I thought was just, it was perfect for the bite. So when they give it to you, they like are stretching the cheese. It looks amazing. And then they drizzle the Mike's Hot Honey. It was, take me on a date to Murray's Cheese, honestly. Wow. Take me on a date to Murray's Cheese with the mac, the mac and cheese was delish she would be like now that's my soulmate if someone was like hey meet me at murray's cheese or any place with charcuterie and we're just like chatting over charcuterie take me to italy there you go too bright too bright for a first date (laughs) i'm gonna go with and chaotic it is chaotic the lighting (laughs) it's It's so busy i have to wear this hat over my face (laughs) um they also had a chicken sandwich Mm. which was like a fried chicken sandwich with a little bit of a, a spicy slaw yes on like a griddled bun and with the mike's hot honey that's that's the thing. It's so versatile. It can go on a mac and cheese. It could go on a chicken sandwich. And they had both, which was amazing. So I'm going to go with that as my big wig bite. I'm like salivating thinking about like the food. This we- has been a very food heavy show. And we apologize. We I hope know. you're eating something. We hope you're over there just noshing on some type title of food. This, Let's eat. <laughs> like we're starving. Um, it was so good. And then we got like cute little goodie bags. And then we also ended up buying way too much stuff to bring home yeah we got excited we were only gonna we were before going in we're like we got 30 minutes let's say our hellos let's try the delicious foods and say hi to murray's yep uh yeah we walked out with uh with a whole bag of stuff a whole <laughs> a whole bag I, I came home with like a huge like long bread too. that was like, unnecessary when i saw you pull that out i was like anna what are we doing here can i tell you something yeah would buy that bread today i'm gonna buy it again today it was so fucking good it, it looks was like really a good. focaccia with like tomatoes like built like built in like baked in yes it was so good and with the meats mm, and the parm i bought oh my god it was heaven i got a meme malay orange cheese very good for the season it's was orange. that the tiktok cheese no was no that, that the- was a special one that was like a special seasonal breed they only have it. it's limited a dish oh my god 
Yes. I saw they're doing a truffled brie actually now. Uh, I, I saw know. that too. You know, now that we've gone, the algorithm yeah. is like they've been. Yeah. We got to send them more, you know, get that. They bought, they spent money. <laughs> they're loving us. Even though we're wearing these really cute ass hats, I want you to know this was a trip where we spent more money. You know, we didn't make oh, money. Yeah. We spent, we ended up going and shopping. You have to. Trip. And then we found that salami that had pistachio nuts mm. in it. S- see you later. I loved it. Jared loved it. It was, it was really good. So good. Yeah. I can't even talk enough about it. Anyway, big wig bite of the week, honey. Mike's and Murray's. Cute. Cute, cute. Okay, we have more to talk about. Well, yeah, you said you, we got to the same l- number of pages or chapters in the Britney book. Yes. I I'm, I think I've read like 20 or 25 pages. Which I like think that. brings us to about chapter four. Couldn't tell you, but yes. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> the well, chapters you, are really short. They are really short. I was like, I'm going to finish chapter one tonight. I gave myself that. And then I finished it and it's only like four pages. So I was like, well, all right, chapter two. Yeah. And then before I knew it, I was at chapter four. But we're only at the intro part, which is all about the tragedy of her family. Yeah. Home life. Her grandparents and her parents. Her, her dad had a really hard life. I was going to say, you know, I understand. Yeah. But her dad's also like been a monster, I feel like, in her whole like career. It's understandable, though. Only I'm not I'm not saying it's OK to be a monster. I'm saying when you see where he came from, it makes so much more sense. It's a little his story is a little crazy, but I do think it's interesting that almost every other paragraph starts with my dad is an alcoholic. Like, <laughs> oh, she wants you to know. It, you know, you're going to know. Y- you hear it every page yeah. so far of all 20 pages I've read mm-hmm. where no, I'm true. like, I get that, but it's, which is scary. It's scary to have an alcoholic parent, of yes. course, but I'm like, it's interesting to see her write it so much, right? We Maybe it's a part of, I feel like writing a book is almost, especially for Brittany, a release. It's uh, therapeutic. You're yes. writing about your issues and I think it's really hard to do that. I Right next to Brittany's book in my Kindle, I have uh, Jessica Simpson's book. Uh-huh. Also, a lot of struggle and tragedy. Yeah. I mean, she was an I alcoholic heard it's a good and book, talks though. about it. It's very good. I didn't finish it. I, I'm finishing Brittany and I'm going to finish Jessica. Got it. But was there anything surprising? She's really making her way around the 90s right now. <laughs> I really am. These women are coming out with their autobiographies and I really got to yeah. I gotta read these memoirs. The grandmother's story was really... Her grandmother like committed suicide at 30 or something, 35, something like that. Yeah, well, she lost the baby and then... Britney Spears' father's dad sent his wife to an insane asylum. Oh, that was it. Yes. Both of his wives. Both of his wives. Like, what a psychopath. I know. The fact that he had the power to actually send his wife, even though she was, you know, obviously depression wasn't talked about, mental health wasn't talked about, so she was probably extremely sad, and he sent her off to a... Yeah. Because she lost a baby. Like... Because she lost a baby. Where... And then they gave her lithium. So sad. Which is, is like back when they would do like, you know, electroshock yes, therapy and yes. like all this bullshit. Like so scary. Yeah. Really and awful. She committed suicide. It's funny because I was like, I don't know this much about my family. Like, how does she know? I don't know these stories if they if they happened in my Sometimes family. Sometimes I'm concerned about you. Why? What do you mean you don't know what happened to your grandma? It's your grandma. Yeah, but I'm saying like these are very specific <laughs> stories. I don't know that much about like my pa- grandparents like early life. I know where they went to school and stuff and lived, but then obviously you came from a pretty good family. Like family tragedy, people talk about it, you know? Sure. I mean, I'm related to a serial killer that we've talked about. See? That would be in your book. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because like I never met him and then he died in the pandemic, so bummer. I wanted to interview him. Which side was he on? 
You know, a she serial, killer, serial killer in her body, in her family. She's like <laughs> trying to use it for I views. talk about it a lot in stand up for the last 10 years. I've always talked about being related to a serial killer. And it's true crime. Robert podcast. Durst. Exactly. Of the Jinx. He had a huge HBO show, The Jinx. Wait, you're, you're related to Robert Durst? Yeah, my my grandfather was his cousin, Sam Durst. And Whoa. Then my mom is Lee Durst, Dr. Durst. Lee, Dr. Wow. Durst. That yeah. should be a show. Dr. Durst. Dr. Durst. <laughs> Wait, she's, I thought on her, she always goes by um, Lee Roisman. No, only on Instagram, but she's Durst. In Got it. Yeah. Okay, so you're related to a serial killer. Uh, your grandparents, like, I think, that's all I know. Like, what? I don't, okay, your like, grandparents he, are both married and they lived where? Um, New York. Both both grandparents? Like, sides? They're from New York. Everyone was from New York. Okay. I love this. I'm like, are we writing my book now? I am Brittany um, and my father's an alcoholic. I could say that. Yeah, you know, but yes. Okay. I have a lot in common with Brittany. I'll say this. When you are writing a book about your family, obviously you're doing some research. Sure. Yeah. You can't just like, here's what I think. Right. <laughs> I have, I but have I feel like you're very good about you. You, you're very close with your family and your aunt. I feel like your grandparents and great, you know, aunts and uncles and stuff. Like I'm not close with family. I come from a Mexican culture and on my mom's side, they go way back and like, you know, there's a lot of history. Actually, they wrote a book about one of my family members and I remember a guy historian coming to our house and interviewing. So that was the whole thing. So, so you've learned. I've learned. Yeah. But it's, you I'll know, read your book. Don't well, read mine. No. <laughs> I want to know about the serial killer. Robert but, Durst. Did you ever watch the jinx? No, it was like the biggest show on HBO. Mike, you know what the jinx is? Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. That was, was a, that was a big deal. Huge show on HBO. I forget what year it was where he came out and like in the final episode, he says, I killed them all. And he like admits it on camera. And then there was like a whole thing. You don't. And there's a scripted movie. Ryan Gosling played him in the scripted movie called All Good Things. Never watched it. I got to watch it. With Kirsten Dunst played the wife. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's why I never watched it. Um, <laughs> she frustrates me as an actress. <laughs> I was ruining Spider-Man. I couldn't. What? I love Kirsten Dunst. What? Bring it on. Are you serious? That's exactly why I can't watch her. Bring it on. One of the best. Classics. Oh, my God. It's... Who's the... the, I'm not even going to get into it. You know when the... they force these. I love poor, when we have a disagreement. I'm like, these why poor white know? women. They force them to dance, kind of like hip hop, and they obviously have no moves. But in the '90s, we all thought they were killing it. And you watch <laughs> it back now, and you're like, "How did we let this happen?" <laughs> Who's the girl in Ten Things I Hate About You? Um, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles okay, yeah. Julia Stiles is another one. They really put her ass out there, dancing some crunk ass moves. She has no rhythm. Oh my god, she was so good in that movie. No, no, no. Ten things they hate about you. Yes. But there was another movie where she like is goes to the hood and she dances with like inner city children. And she's like, I just like, I'm not a good dancer. I'm like a ballet dancer. Save the last dance. Save the last dance. Save the last dance. We need a whole, we need a, a a whole history lesson on that movie alone. Oh my God. You're so funny. I don't remember that movie. Exactly. But I love 10 things I hate about you. I love 10 things I hate about you. I I love her in that movie. That was the, the return for me that I, that I had, but Kirsten Dunst. No. Anyway, back to Britney's book. <laughs> oh, yeah. Our family. What? Um, the interesting thing was, did anything like come up for you that was crazy other than like serious tragedy and tragedy leads to more tragedy? Yeah, nothing yet. I think I'm too early. How about you? Did anything stick out for you? I posted this one quote about uh, how her mom's mom was actually from London or she was uh, of English descent. Yeah. And she and she does English an accent. accent. And sometimes Britney will be like, oh, that's crazy. And everyone's like, Britney's losing her damn mind. Like, why is she talking in a British accent? And she says she did it to kind of be closer to her grandmother because she remembers her grandmother who was amazing and stylish and chic. And yeah. She talked in a British accent. 
That's why I do Fran Drescher. <laughs> My grandma called me Anner. 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 <laughs> She'd be like, I don't sound like that. I'm like, yes, you do. Yeah, you do. Um, that's that's cute. But didn't Madonna also become British? A lot of pop stars have been like gone through a phase. Lindsay Lohan, where they're like, I'm British this the, week. Jo- Johnny Depp is. Johnny, be, he's drunk. He's English. He's 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 Aussie. Is that he's Aussie? He's born. He's everything. Just, uh, Aussie, people. He's back. God. I love Aussie. Aussie, my husband. That was the most deranged segment we've ever done in my life. And I we do a it. lot of deranged segments. I loved it. I absolutely it, loved it. It was amazing. No, who's the one that always does? Um, Oh my God, she's uh, she was in Bewitched. I'm naming her least famous movie. Nicole Kidman. Yes, <laughs> you picked Bewitched. I know. You could have said like the AMC ad. Thank you. Oh, exactly. <laughs> she's the one that has the most insane mixed jumbled accent. We don't even know where she's from. Australia. Yeah. But I know, but she goes into like weird English and then also <laughs> American country, doesn't she? I gotta watch a movie with Andrea being like, what the fuck accent is this? I, I go through that all the time. So funny. We're like, wait, what? Who are we pulling right Nur. now? She'd say nur. 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 <laughs> nur. It's nur. Australian. Um, yeah, she... I guess when Australian accents are, are difficult because they do sound British sometimes, like depending on the yeah, amount of accent you get. Different locations mean different accents. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, anyway, I'm excited to read more of the book. Me too. I, I want to already preface that this is now going to be a JT slander podcast. Wow. Everybody hates Justin Timberlake right now. The yeah, truth he, is coming out. I can't wait to get to that part. Like, I, it's funny because I'm like, I'm like reading and I'm like, oh, wow, sad family, yeah. family. Where, where's the juice that I'm here for? You know, well, <laughs> give uh, me it. She, apparently, while she was going through a really hard time in the bathroom, she lost a child and Justin Timberlake came into the bathroom and started playing the guitar for her. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, it's the epitome of the of the Barbie movie where Ryan Gosling yeah. is just trying to soothe Barbie with his... I will say I'd rather I'd rather go to a first date at a Buffalo Wild Wings than have a man walk in and play the guitar for me. <laughs> Where yeah, did... girls don't like that, right? No, I didn't think so. Even if you're good. Yeah. What is it about that that we don't like? It's it's the level of you think you're so amazing and we're going to be blown away it's by like your mediocre talent. Narcissistic. And yeah. then it's also like testing for me. Like, oh, all of a sudden I have to be a fan of this music. Like, oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. We're just subjected to listening to you play like a really shitty. Like, <laughs> this is why we don't date. Because <laughs> we're like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, yeah. For, wait, speaking Never of. Never met another wise man. <laughs> like, if they started playing that for me, I would. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> Never made it as a poor man. I'd be like, what? wow, what a choice. Oh my God, that's like wow. my favorite song. <laughs> I love it. I'm getting hot just like being here. <laughs> Can I say one thing that reminded me of guitar playing? Because I'm just going to say, I went to Melissa Etheridge on Broadway last night. Yes, you did. Oh my God. First of all, Mike is a huge Melissa Etheridge fan. Love it. Had no idea. She is so fucking talented. Incredible. She's 62 and Still got she it. rocked. Like, you know, when you watch someone, per- it was just her, the whole yeah. show. I was right wow. up front. So it was basically, I'm, I love that about New York. My friend invited me like early in the day. was like, hey, I have two tickets to Melissa Etheridge on Broadway. Want to go? And I was like, actually, sure. And love you go that. and it's a very intimate circle and square theaters, like, you know, uh, in the round and it's small. It's not fully in the round the way the stage is set up, but she's just like, 
in front of you playing like multiple guitars. She fucking rocks out. You yes. know, she knows how to. I didn't know how great of a musician she, she was. She rocks really hard. Yeah, she's a real true rock star. And it's funny because I didn't I, I'd seen her like in the 90s. You know, I yeah. knew her hits and I knew like I'd seen her on like the Grammys or like in tribute shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I've never been to a show of hers. And I was just like, holy shit. Like you didn't have the opportunity, but this was perfect. I like, was like young. Yeah, it was it was awesome. It was really good. Her story is intense, but it was good. Does each song, does she talk in between songs or is she oh, just telling a story? She mostly tells her life story and okay. then like the songs kind of like intertwine with it. Wow. It's really good. Did she write new songs for the show or are there her old songs that just already make sense? I'm going to go with all of her hits. Okay. Like, yeah. I don't know. Maybe one. I didn't know all of her music, so maybe she wrote a song. Does for she the play show. Like I Do? Um, That's my favorite Melissa Etheridge song. Yeah, she does play that. And then I, that song rocks. Uh, Give me a little bit of it. Oh, baby, tell me, does she love you like the way I love you? She opens yes. that show. She opens the show with that song. I don't oh. know the title, so I was like, "Yeah, that song was in it." <laughs> love it. Like she opens with I that, do. and then uh, yes, come yes, to my window. Uh, yeah, they're great. She's, she's get awesome, home man. soon. That was yes. her. That was her encore song. You know, I, I looked at my friend. I go, if she doesn't play, come to my window. I'm gonna fucking walk out. And she was like, it's the encore. I've already seen the show. I was like, okay. <laughs> she's already seen it. How many times did she switch outfits? Was there outfit changes? Was there a lot of like actually? Stuff? You'll love this. There was a comedian who is the only other person like billed on the playbill. And her name is, I think it was Kate Owens. I might be wrong. Katie Owens? Do you know her? She's like a clown. Yeah, yes. So she's in the show. She, it's her Broadway debut. So she's basically like, she brings all the guitars out for Melissa. And Melissa changes her jacket every like step of the way of her story. And this... Uh, this girl was like so funny. She yes. has like a very funny bit. Like she kind of plays like a couple other like characters in her yeah. life story. And it said it was her Broadway debut. And then, and then it was like, oh, she's like a Just for Laughs and New York Comedy Fest. She beat me in Just for Laughs. I wasn't even going to mention that, but it, rightly so. <laughs> she was absolutely incredible. I was going to say that she gave me lessons in character building and clowning. And we yeah. had to do these like different exercises where she was like, just be goofy for like f- for five minutes. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, you're not there yet. <laughs> but she's so ta- she's really like well trained in that. So she's that's the incredible. only other person in the show. You should go, go see it. It was Katie really good. I should. I'm so yeah. excited for her. It was fun. Um. Anyway, that was great. If you're I think it's only up for two more weeks or something. But oh, okay. Yeah. These things go fast. You know, when a, when a celeb is like doing a Broadway stint. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be for, you know, it's going to be like an eight week run or something like whatever they offer mm-hmm. up, offer up. Longstanding show Wicked is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Are I you know. literally dying? I love it. I saw the original 20 you years did. ago. Yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah. That's so big. So big. Kristen Chenoweth is my dream. My dream. I love her so much. I love Adina Menzel, but I love Kristen. Like that was who I was like, yeah. please. I love her. She was the funniest thing I've ever seen. She's just a ray of light. Like, that's one of the people that I would watch a reality show about, like, legitimately. Yeah. Because I think we would learn so much from her. Like, just her. And she just got married. Oh, my God. Maybe she should. Kristen, you should have a reality show about you and your, like, happy life. Yes. Wait, this is a late in life discovery of love. Like, she she was never married before or she was in relationships. But I don't know if she was married before. She recently got married, though. I just... And I, I love her story, for you, Kristen. I don't know if you know her story. I recently read this that she was adopted as like a, a young child. Did not know this. And she met her birth mother like later in life. She like went and wow. found her birth mother, and they had this really nice relationship. And oh she God. just passed away. But like she was like, I'm so grateful for the last ten years of like getting to know her and like you know being in a, each other's lives. I was like, oh. absolutely incredible. Yeah. But if I found out that I gave up my daughter for adoption, and it turned out to be Kristen Moe Effin Chenoweth. Yeah. <laughs> 
I would regret that for the rest of my life. But I'd be like, you know what? I gave her a good life and maybe I couldn't provide that. And the reason why she is who she is is because I gave her yeah. up and offered her better See, opportunities. you immediately flipped that into the positive. Look at how good that was. Well, you know, I tried to. And now I'm thinking I should have been uh, offered up for adoption because what the... F- no, I'm just kidding. Darn. <laughs> Your mom is going to come for this podcast No, I now. absolutely love them. It's just so funny because you think about that and you're like, your life is totally... It is what it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're born into whatever, you're adopted or what have you, and things can change. Yeah. I love you, mom and dad. It would never change <laughs> just, my... Just so you know, disclosure. She loves you. Disclosure. Um, wait, you saw a show too, didn't you? You said you saw... It wasn't it. on Broadway. It was actually in Central Park. It yeah, was what a, was it? It was the drone show. The first ever New York drone light show. wild. Wild. It was on like the list of things to do, and my friend invited me, and uh, yeah, we went to, uh, ex- excited to see the this all these drones go up in the air and they're supposed to build shapes. Like the things that we thought we were going to see. Yeah. I thought I was going to be blown away. The 7 p.m. show, 8 p.m. show had technical difficulties. So everybody gathered around for the 9 p.m. show. It goes up in the air and we're like looking for shapes and we thought we were in the wrong area because we're not seeing the shapes. I'm like, oh my God, it must be on where the Bethesda Fountain is. We have to run to the Bethesda Fountain. We go there. No. What's the Bethesda Fountain? The big one in the middle of of Central Park. Yeah. Okay. They've had what? Didn't they have a Home Alone was shot? Oh, okay. So Thank you. The big descending stairs and then the big fountain and then underneath is all the tiles. Okay. And everything. So we're there and yeah. So the it was just they all go up. Very cool thought. Yeah. Uh, total failure. Not a shape was formed. It looked just like a bunch of lights in the sky, kind of like fireworks. Um, but I think they're going to try it again. I was gonna say, so maybe it shouldn't be on that list of things to do. Maybe not. It was the first one. So they're really, really trying it out. But it was so funny because a typical New Yorker, she was like, what a waste. I wasted my whole afternoon with my fucking kids. Oh, no. And she was like, at first being super sarcastic and my friend believes everything. She was like, wow, what a fantastic show. And my friend's like, oh, my God, was it? We missed it. She's like, no, I'm fucking kidding. I'm being sarcastic. It was the worst shit ever. Oh, my God. I'm never doing this shit again. And then her three kids like followed her around. She was like, let's go. I'm leaving. Oh, my God. So New York. Wow. I was like, this is New York. Did you have to pay for it? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. That's good. Uh, that would have been me if I had to pay. I'd be yeah. like, where are the fucking lights? I where paid. are these lights? Yeah. It was still a, a cool idea, yeah. but um, didn't really live up to the expectation. I gotcha. Well, next week we will have read more of Britney's book. Yeah, we will. More to report on. Um, but that's the ep. That's the epi deppy deppy. Uh, we didn't do a Kardashian catch up, but you know what? We have some video stuff coming out this week. So we'll... Just y- you'll have your you'll have your fill. Trust the process. Um, happy 40th, Chris. Thank you. Happy. F- I'm always 40. That's what they say. Yes, you are. <laughs> not a day over. Um, not a day, not a month. Please grab tickets to our show on November 8th for the New York Comedy Fest. They're on our Instagram. Taylor Strecker is going to be a special guest. Woo! We've got some really fun surprises in store. We've been planning it. So it's going to be a fun time. And uh, you can also grab virtual uh, you can be there virtually. We're going to live stream it. So there's live yeah. stream tickets available if you're um, out of town, which we know a lot of you are. Okay. Yeah. So get a live stream ticket. We appreciate it. Love it. Um, and that's it. We'll see you next time. Bye.